brings diehard sports fans together as one big family through tailgate and road trips. Now the guys from Green Legion are bringing the tailgate to the airwaves. Quimby, Hollis Tank Thomas, Michael Diaz, and Chris Sack always keep the party going, so crack a beer, take a shot, and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Green Legion Radio, live on Fox Sports The Gambler, 102.5 FM Philadelphia, brought to you by our good friends at Bud Light. That was a little tribute song, if you were listening in our, our social media on the on the way in, or Slash doesn't cut this out when he when he chews this, uh, this, this recording apart in a little while. That was a little steamroller picnic from our Avalon days, our good friend J.D. Malone, and the song was Jamaica, everybody. Hey. We are in week nine, week nine of the I Would Pipe Sean McVay's Girlfriend Watch. <laughs> and I would still pipe Sean McVay's girlfriend. Uh, yeah, me too. Not awkward. Not no, awkward. It's not, it's not awkward anymore. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Green Legion Radio here on Fox Sports The Gambler. I am alongside Hollis Tank, Thomas, Michael Shut Up, Diaz, Chris Sackmaster, Slash, and Samantha Brady. And we've got a lot to get to today. So we're going to, we're going to dog right into it right now. First, Make sure, everybody, you rate, review, subscribe, download us on iTunes or Google Play by searching for Green Legion Radio. Also, just download the iHeartRadio app. You can get all four shows after this weekend. That's Green Legion Radio, the flagship show. Get tagged happy hour. Ice to shorts winter sports with Zach and Diaz. And, of course, starting this Sunday at 11 a.m. live on Fox Sports The Gambler until 12 p.m. Baseball bunch, Brunch with Greg Murphy and Chris Sack. We're excited about that. We have a lot of announcements to make about that particular show today, including a baseball trip announcement. Hell yeah. But before we go anywhere, let me get through our sponsors, and then we have a big announcement we want to make. Everybody, make sure you sponsor Bud Light, Stateside Vodka and Bourbon, MCS Construction Services, the largest residential contractor in the Philadelphia area, the Neck. The neck, as in ring your neck, as in choke out Diaz, please tank when we get back in studio. The neck sip.com. Hold on a second. I think I muted Diaz because he <laughs> forgot to mute himself when we were playing the song. I'm back, baby. There he is. All the Cavanaugh's restaurants, Cavanaugh's Riverdeck, Cavanaugh's Headhouse, Cavanaugh's Rittenhouse. Our good friend Paul working the basement bar downstairs. And of course, Cavanaugh's University City at 39th and Sansom. All the beautiful ladies at Delilah's getting through med school and law school. Make sure you help them get their tuition paid. All the City Fitness Philadelphia locations. And, of course, across the bridge at Echelon Health and Fitness. And we also want to make mention of another sponsor as of right now, Bucks County Baseball Company, baby. Coming on board with Baseball Brunch. And uh, I believe Bucks County Baseball Company is going to make sure this year that anybody that signs up for Vegas... Gets a free T-shirt, finally, because I know Diaz has been bitching at me for years to do this. I'm tired of hearing it. So, <laughs> Sorry, Quimby, like making money over here. I know that's not your uh, end goal, but, you know. Well, you like spending my money, but I get it. All right, everybody. Those <laughs> no are, comment. We'll rip right into this, but before we get to what happened this week in sports history and this week in Hollis history, your Philadelphia Eagles, baby, man, they hit. The free agent market hard, hard, and got Joe Flacco. I'm Wacko for Flacco. Oh, God. I had to get that in. 
I got a fun fact for you. Uh, Flacco autocorrects to flaccid on iPhone. <laughs> Way to go, DM. <laughs> you on the spot, guy. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, everybody, let's get to it. Hollis, what happened this week in sports history and what happened this week in Hollis history? Well, today is March the 27th, 2021. It's the 86th day of the year. There's 279 of these puppies remaining. Uh, today's the national holiday. It's Spanish Paella Day. It's a vegetable soup in which I had some when I, uh, since I've been here. In the Spanish place with the heat. That's weird because seafood paella is a rice seafood mix. Ah. Yes, it's a rice mix. It's no soup. Come on. Ask the Hispanic guy over here. It looked soupy. It was delicious. <laughs> also, take your parents to the playground day. It's also brother and sister day to uh, celebrate the bond between your brother and sister. Uh, today's events are on March the 21st, 1984. The NFL, the NFL became the no fun league. You know what that meant? That's when they uh, outlawed all celebrations. Yes, they did. And, that, and uh, also in uh, March, on March the 25th, 1988, Robin Gibbons demanded, demanded, all control over Mike Tyson, who was currently in jail, jail's money. Who and then on the same day, seven years later, Mike Tyson got out of jail, was released from prison. Today's birthdays are 1963, Quentin Tarantino, Randall Cunningham. What's the movie with uh, Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio? Uh, that it's a Tarantino flick, R- most recent, I think. Brad Pitt. Once upon like, a time uh, in Hollywood. Yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood, I tried watching that today, and yeah. I, I couldn't get through it. No, you, you, I was going to tell you, you I would have told you. I thought it was going to be a, a, a bit of funny, right? But it wasn't. It's not, it's not funny scenes in that. You, you think? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. They beat up Bruce Lee. That was great. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> and that little girl actress that's like showing him up. <laughs> well, okay, it was a couple of funny scenes. Yeah. Today is also 1963, Randall Cunningham's birthday. It's 1971, Mariah Carey, and 1975, Fergie's birthday. Now to uh, top off what what Q just brought up about our joke of a free agency th- uh, thing, I was uh, I was also privy to see some of the pro days for some of the guys in which we better we better draft. So I was uh, I was I was reminiscing about when I I didn't I didn't have a pro day when I was when I, when I was coming out. I had to had a pager. I, I guess I, I, they thought I was a fan. I was a fat doctor when I was in class <laughs> because the because the scouts had to come to my come to my come to my uh, school and then page me to come to the field house and uh, and work out uh, multiple different times. So all the schools went there. So uh, heads up, not heads up, but big ups to the, all the guys who get the pro days. And I'll, I'll be talking about some of the pro days in which we are interested in a little bit later. But that's all I got for you this week. I appreciate it, brother. Appreciate no that. All right, you guys, we're going to do kick-ass or jackass at the top of the hour from now on. we got a new segment we're adding to Green Legion Radio here Saturdays. We appreciate you spending your weekend with us here on Fox Sports The Gambler. It's going to be called Elephant in the Room. Very simply, the most obvious and prevalent topic in Philadelphia sports at the time. Uh, Keeping in mind, we do record this on Thursday for a Saturday show, so by the time it could be completely irrelevant, but... At the very least, you get our take on it, and you want to hear this because we're cool and smart and <laughs> fun. And Diaz is a is a Dick Cheney, and <laughs> that's Vital this week. Oh yeah, Diaz is oh, a Dick Cheney until March Madness is over. But excuse me, the uh, the elephant in the room right now, uh, since it's Thursday, is Kyle Lowry. And did the Seventy Sixers 
do enough in free uh, or, or before the trade deadline here uh, to get over the hump, to to get further, to 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 make it to the finals. And Diaz, I'm going to give you the floor right now, brother. This is your time. Have a blast with it. Sack. Make sure you interrupt them a bunch of times and piss them off. Not a problem. <laughs> well, uh, the, the trade deadline ended at 3 o'clock on Thursday. We don't have all the uh, buyout guys, whether guys are assigned to teams here on Saturday yet, so we don't know the full extent of that. Uh, the good news, uh, Brooklyn didn't really improve themselves at the trade deadline. Uh, at Milwaukee, you know, with the P.J. Tucker trade earlier in the week, or last week, that is, um, uh, Miami, they upped their game a little bit. They kind of fleeced Houston. Who knows what Houston's doing over there um, by picking up Oladipo. But as far as the Sixers go, did they improve themselves? Yes. The one thing that the Sixers needed, w- one of two possibly, is a secondary ball handler to Ben Simmons and uh, to run with on the second units, uh, to come in a, a vet, a proven vet. This is what George Hill is. Uh, George Hill is a he's – a, 34 years old. All these guards we're looking at are 30 years old. Um, he'll be 35 in May. But he, uh, he actually, fun fact, he, uh, he led the NBA in three point percentage last year at, at 46% when you, uh, in the, in the regulars. When you plug his name in your iPhone, it auto corrects the flaccid. Uh, no, no, that's just our backup QB, not our backup point guard. But, um, I mean, he'll, he, he's not going to be a starter. He's going to come in on the second unit. Solid guy. Um, no complaints about it. They gave up Tony Bradley, who was playing well in Embiid's absence, but he's not going to see the floor in the playoffs. Uh, they, they picked up a, a, play, uh, a position of need. The only kind of thing is uh, he is kind of old. Um, and he hasn't played for two months because of a broken thumb on his shooting finger. He just had a uh, 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 cast on his on his uh, shooting hand. So he just took that cast off, I think, last week. He's not all the way back. Uh, but if he right returns – excuse me? I said he fits right in. Yeah, yeah, he fits right in with the injury history. But uh, he, as long as he hasn't – you know, it's going to take some acclimation time to get used to the new team and everything. He's the guy that we want. He's a guy that we want, though. So, Diaz, uh, I have a couple questions for you here. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact that uh, the rumored deal that the Raptors were looking to have us make, uh, would you have pulled the trigger? I know I wouldn't have, but Matisse Thibel, Maxi, two first-rounders, you probably would have had to throw Danny Green in there. Uh, that would have weakened your bench, ex- bench exponentially. Uh, it would have taken away two of your younger controllable pieces. And I know a bunch of people want to say that those first-round picks could be in the late 20s and they really don't mean much. But, you know, at the same time, you have to have young controllable pieces to have on your roster. Would you have pushed all the chips to the center of the table and make that deal uh, to, to put yourself over the top? And do you think that would have put us over the top? That would have put us over the top, but well, I'm not taking into account what you're taking off with uh, with Thibel. No, I wouldn't have done the deal. Uh, that doesn't make any sense for that much. Toronto was trying to create all this leverage. Oh, no. Wait a second! Wait a second! <laughs> wait, wait, turncoat. Yep. You and I both agreed on last week's show that we would push all the chips in right now because Joel Embiid is playing at the top of his game, and you might not have another opportunity with. What you're, you 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 stand right now? You could have your big three. No, now, but Quimby, two first round picks. That means you have nothing left. You have, you can't trade another first round pick for six yeah, years. Then to begin with, 
Hold up for a second. And Thibel and Maxi. No, I, I would trade Maxi. Danny Green had to go because, of, well, he didn't have to go. If you were getting Lowry, you would have to trade Danny Green. He's on an expiring, and the salaries have to match up, uh, up to 80%. So Danny Green was definitely a part of the deal. So you're taking Danny Green away, putting Kyle Lowry in. I would have given up Maxi. I think Maxi has promised, but it won't be, he's not playing in the playoffs this year. And then a giving up a first round pick, but giving up Thibault, Danny Green, Maxi, and two first round picks. Uh, this is the thing, and this kind of goes back to Jimmy Butler when everyone was excited about Jimmy Butler. I wouldn't have done that trade. Jimmy Butler was well known at the time that he wanted to go to Miami. He had a couple other teams on his list, including Philly, for this trade thing. But his whole deal was he was signing in the off season with Miami. That's where he wanted to go. They they, they end up where they want to go. Right now, the rumor or the I'm known... Taking, I'm taking my talents to South Beach. Yeah, the known, the known quantity here is that Kyle Lowry wants to play with his buddy, Jimmy Butler, in Miami. That's why they, we were competing back and forth. Miami, uh, Toronto wanted Miami to give up Tyler Hero in part of the deal. And Miami's like, if we're going to sign him in the offseason, we're not giving you Tyler Hero. We'll just wait this one out and we'll get him. You know, It might hurt him in this run this year, but we're going to get him next year and we can keep Tyler Hero. So that's that's really probably the main two reasons why Kyle Lowry is still in Toronto is because they asked way too much from us. They were taking two playoff performers away from us instead of just one, two future first-round picks, and Tyre- uh, Tyrese Maxey. It, it was just too much. Zach, what do you got? Now, I know you said that the Nets didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Their trade deadline was a couple months ago when they brought in Harden. They've gotten better with Blake Griffin. I know he's not the Blake of the past, but they brought him in after a buyout. Uh, and then you look you look at the Celtics. They added in Evan Fournier, and they got him for two second-round picks, which is actually, I, I think, a steal. And then Oladipo goes to Miami now. Uh, where would you put the Sixers right now? I know they're still in first place in the Eastern Conference, but where do you have them in the hierarchy of the Eastern Conference, do you still do you still believe that they're a number one? Like, actually, I still believe that they can be a number one seed once they get Embiid back. But you're you're still saying that they're going to wind up in that two three range. What are your thought processes here on where they're going to wind up in the playoff mix uh, come playoff time in a couple months? Well, what I would say, and what Vegas says too, is Brooklyn is the favorite. I would agree with that. Whether the seeding or not, how that seeding works out, I, you know, I don't know. I think the Sixers can easily be the number one seed. I, I believe in that. But as far as going into the playoffs with rest and these back-to-backs down the stretch, how many times is Brooklyn going to sit guys? You, you know, how, how many times are Philly going to sit guys? I understand the importance of the, of the number one seed, and I'm not trying to say it doesn't matter. But as far as your question goes, who's the best team in the East? I would say Brooklyn, just because those three guys, there were three Hall of Famers. Um, you know, so except for Harden, who isn't a, isn't a champion, uh, and hopefully he'll never be one going against the Sixers here. I think the Sixers could be a number one seed, but I think Brooklyn is the better team. If that makes sense. No, it does. Uh, um, do, do you guys have any other questions for Diaz in relation to, to what's going on with the trade deadline on, on Thursday? Nope. But Quimby's I, muted. I know that much. Yeah, Quimby's <laughs> muted. I think Quimby's a, a little upset that because I, I, he feels like I was backtracking, which is which is I get accused of all the time. I wasn't backtracking, pushing all the chips in the table. Um, I, you know, I didn't want to do that two or three years ago, or two years ago, I guess, uh, with the uh, Butler and Harris deal. Um, we got Maury. We still have flexibility moving forward. Good move. <laughs> These are elephant sounds. They're really terrible. <laughs> That's 
I was, oh, oh I was trying to find something for elephant in the room. <laughs> Epic fail. Hold yeah. on. The, the only thing I did there was, yep, you were right. <laughs> and that, that's what Quimby's been waiting to unleash that on us for weeks, I'm sure. Uh, more, more so on you because you did backtrack totally. You guys were all in. Like, you, thank you. You, you in like thank two you. schoolgirls who, who were going to wear the same outfit. Yeah, we time. actually agreed on something last week, and I think the only reason why you flipped your switch is because you realized you agreed with me on something. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, listen, yeah. That, that, that's a ridiculous return for a, a three-month rental, and it's not guaranteeing you anything. It gives you a better chance. It gives Having Kyle Lowry on the team would give you a better chance than George Hill on the team. George Hill improves their chances as of now, but like you're giving up Danny Green a starter. Thibel, you're going to need his defense in the playoffs. I'm saying you give up Danny Green for salary, Maxi and one first, not two. That would have gotten rid of all the first round picks they could move over the next five years. It's just, it's too much when we, we know that he's going to sign with Miami. Thanks, Benedict. Zach, what do you got? You had a, your hand up. No, I just want to see if you had a, a quick update on Embiid's status and some of the other contenders across the league. Uh, LeBron is now out. Um, Anthony Davis, when can you expect him back? And Kevin Durant, their, their injuries to me say a lot about what's going to happen the rest of this season because Embiid looks like he's going to come, come back sooner than anybody else. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I want to take this one. It sounds like veteran injuries, and it sounds like veterans at training camp back before the new collective bargaining agreement. Yep. All right. Oh, damn, Miami still hurts really, really, really bad. There's nothing on the edge, And all right? of a sudden, as soon as April starts rolling around, whoa, look at you. That shot of cortisone really worked. Sorry, Diaz. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, Quimby, I partially agree with you on that. I, the, the thing is, with, with Durant, he just he, he had a torn Achilles. They're going to they're gonna, uh, keep him on ice as, until he's ready. With Embiid, no Embiid updates. The whole deal was they will reevaluate him in two weeks. I still think he's not going to come back for three weeks. Um, uh, LeBron just went down just, what, a week ago with a high ankle sprain. He's out indefinitely. They don't have a timetable on him. Anthony Davis, he's another guy who's got history, uh, an injury history. So all these, all these, with the schedule, the compressed schedule of back-to-backs at the end that the Sixers have to face, just like everybody else, it's even Steven with everything like that. The, the one thing I'm thinking, though, especially with Durant, he's great. He's already won championships with Golden State. He's a Hall of Famer and MVP. He's awesome. I'm not going to stop. But, man, listen, if you sit for three months and you come back in the playoffs, just for the playoffs, like, he wins the championship, I know. But it's kind of like, man, you're sitting out the whole year. The way the Sixers are playing right now. Right, they're they're six and one, seven and one since the break. We'll see the results of the Lakers game, but if Embiid sits until May and then comes back for three weeks for conditioning before the playoffs, everybody be like, "Well, this is a joke." I mean, he's just sitting and and making sure he's, he doesn't get hurt. So these guys got to. I mean, injuries are injuries, and uh, those other dudes are more recent than than KD. He's been sitting since like February thirteenth or something. I don't know. And I had a quick, I had a quick question for you. Uh, it's, it's actually a quick question for everybody. Um, what do you guys think of of Kyrie Irving uh, taking a personal day uh, around his birthday again? Well, that that was more related. I think that was more mental health and related around to the Capitol riots. He was the one that uh, didn't think that they should play last year, not because of coronavirus, but because of the um, you know the social activism around the George Floyd. Uh, murder and all that stuff too. So I mean, listen, he should 
the, at least you do is you tell your employer where, like, what's going on. He just ghosted him, which is, you know, lack of pro- professionalism. But um, I think it was more mental health than uh, than any. Doesn't make it that you can't say, "Hey, boss, uh, I, I got to clear my head. This is messing me up. I don't know." I don't know if I want to chalk it up to mental health, Hollis. I just want to call him a jackass. When you think the world is flat, you get no benefit of the doubt from me. Did you, did you guys think it was kind of suspicious? Then it was right around his birthday time so he could go and do another another mass-free type party. And after we, after we just, every time we they signed somebody, when they signed Harden, he needed a break. Now they signed uh, Blake Griffin, he, needed, he needs another break. What the hell is wrong with him? You know, Hollis, I think he watched the documentary last year about the 1998 Chicago Bulls, and he saw the kind of clout that Dennis Rodman had. And he was like, you know what? I'm gonna t- if he can go to Vegas on a on a you know week long bender, why can't Kyrie do that? You know, it, th- this guy is a joke. The fact that someone's saying that he's a Hall of Famer to me, Diaz, is is ridiculous. This guy over the last week has been compared to Allen Iverson. It's not even close. Not he's, even close. No, he, he's one. He's eat. No doubt about it. First ballot Hall of Famer. No doubt about it. He's like he's going to end up being a ten-time All Star. He's your Hall of Fame's a joke. It, it's not. It's not. He's a Hall of Famer. He's a champion. No doubt Mitch, about it. All Star. Every Mitch single Richmond's year. Richmond's in that Hall of Fame. No, no. He's he's a good player. And this is another thing about the Nets. Before we go to break here, the the thing with with the Nets is. Kevin Durant's not there. I want to see how the three of them participate over a long term, not one week of games. They play three or four games, and then Durant sits out. Kyrie Irving is like the uh, Molotov cocktail you throw into you throw into the mix, and you know he lights everything on fire. He can stay cool for a week or two. I want to see it over a long term and watch him burn. Good time to take our first break, right? Sure. All right. <laughs> you guys, Green Legion Radio. Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light, back right after this. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. My name's Quimby. I'm alongside Hollis, Tank, Thomas, Michael, shut up, Diaz. Let me say that one again. Michael, shut up, Diaz, and Chris, Sackmaster, Sack Attack, Reggie. None of us have the timing down unless we're in studio. I think there's a delay or, or something. We forgot about the gobbler too. That was all, that's one of my favorite too. Yeah, that was. Uh, Let's bring that back. It's a fun little fun little element. About it's kind of easier when we we all can see each other. But anyway, all right, uh, Diaz, are you good with buttoning up the uh, the NBA talk? Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's good. We the Sixers. What's nice about this, the last comment I'll say is, you know, they didn't, they didn't give up the farm to get one guy and they really believe in the team they got. They're playing great right now. Um, a, a nice little addition there around the edges. Uh, they got a solid chance and they got a good squad. It's, uh, it's going to be a fun, fun spring and early summer. All right. Well, talk about fun spring and early summer. Let's move on to a sack attack in our little preview for baseball brunch because Chris, it's going to be your turn right now, sir. We got a little NL East preview and State of the Phillies. Is that what we got coming up right now? Well, yeah, I'm actually happy we got Diaz out of the way. You can mute yourself the rest of the show. Uh, first of all, I'd like to I'd like to thank John Jansen for having me on Wednesday night. Uh, we talked baseball from 10 o'clock to 10:30, uh, promoting the show, and uh, got got some really solid Major League Baseball talk in uh, promoting. Baseball brunch, which starts this Sunday from 11 to noon with Greg Murphy and myself. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be a hell of a show. So make sure you guys tune in. Um, 
For those of you that were tuning into this show that were expecting me to unveil my 2021 Major League Baseball predictions, you would be incorrect. I am saving them for the final segment of Baseball Brunch. Quimby told me to do so, Diaz, so don't shake your head at me. He said to save it it for the new show. We need the juice and the sauce, so I'm going to do it then. But I did promise last week I would write up a review. Look, you you can't have that argument with Diaz. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, listen, I'm a a, sack has grown some big cojones lately, and I just hope he remembers where he came from. Remember, Remember us on your rise to the top, Zach. Is I it, just think I just think it's funny that you know uh, Quimby's talking about premature things. It sounds like a night at Deshaun Watson's house when you give him a massage. Whoa! <laughs> it's not. It's not. The end. It sounds to me like you thought you were going to get the spinoff first, and Cleveland got it. Before we do that, while we're on this topic, I can't wait for it to get humid so that these uh, towels start sliding down my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Scott for that. <laughs> Yeah, he took down my batter. What the hell? He said it was his. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sackmaster, what do you got for us, brother? All right, so tonight I'm going to, or this afternoon, I'm going to break down the NL East and uh, what you can expect from each one of our opposition uh, our opponents here. Uh, the Braves finished first place last year in the division. They lost in the seven-game series in the National League Championship Series to the Dodgers, who went on to win the World Series. Uh, they blew a 3-1 series lead. Uh, that right there, man, just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. It sounds like a Doc Rivers playoff team. Uh, the, the one thing that catches my eye, that really catches my eye with this Braves team is how deep their lineup is. Uh, reigning National League MVP Freddie Freeman, they brought back Marcelo Zuna on a four-year contract. The only problem is with Marcelo Zuna is last year exclusively he was the designated hitter. This year there is no designated hitter in baseball. Um, so, Ozuna is going to have to play the outfield. It's going to cut back on how much they're going to use John Camargo this season, which was a, a big piece to their outfield. Uh, Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies, Travis Darno, uh, Dansby Swanson. This lineup is deep and this team can rake. Starting pitching, Max Freed, Ian Anderson, and Kyle Wright. Young guns that they have in their rotation. They added veterans Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley. Uh, to the rotation, and eventually staff ace Mike Soraka is going to be coming back. He tore his Achilles last season. He will be back in the rotation at some point in April, um, You know, probably towards the end. They're going to take their time on him because he's a big piece for them. Uh, bullpen to me is the one part of the Braves that I, I kind of see some you know chinks in the armor. Um, I, you know, they have a, they have a really good closer in Will Smith, uh, anchoring down as the closer, but I, I don't see much else out there. So that could be the place where if you do get the Braves, you're going to have to get them once they get to their bullpen. But this team is stacked. They're loaded. Um, you know, they're, they're primed for another run in the playoffs. They'll be one of the playoff teams for sure when I unveil my project, uh, my predictions tomorrow. Uh, Hollis, did you have a question? You look like you had something. Uh, yeah, we, we, said, we, we actually both do. I was yeah. going to make him be the guinea pig. Yeah, I was, I was, I was going to ask you uh, about the, uh, the, I thought it was designated hitter all around. No, they took that out this year. So let's, let's hope. Uh, I would love to see the designated hitter. Why did they do that? Yeah. Well, why did they do a lot of things? Uh, the players didn't want to expand playoffs again this season. Uh, so that right there, in a lot of ways, Quimby, the way I look at it is everyone keeps on saying the Phillies missed the playoffs last year by one game. Well, they missed the playoffs last year by one game with eight teams making the playoffs. So that, that's where, you know, my hopes for them kind of, kind of go to die a little bit, uh, with the lack of, uh, you know, the playoff spots that are available. Diaz, go ahead. Uh, 
I, I don't want to derail sex you off the uh, NL East discussion, but I think that they said no to the the, the players said no to the DH because the players are going to say no to every. They don't care what it is. They're going to say million dollar raises for everyone. They're going to say no. We want four million. They're saying no. It's gonna. There's going to be another lockout at some point. Here. Well, it's because of the CBA. So that the, the CBA is coming up. Uh, they're trying to hold all the cards, all the leverage. But just remember last year, extended playoffs and designated hitter were not part of last season until the night, until a few hours before opening night between the Nationals and Yankees. Uh, as you guys remember, I gave my predictions for the season. Um, and I, I, everyone's probably listening to our show on that Thursday night and going, what the hell? He's only given five playoff teams. Well, we record it. So, <laughs> but, uh, predictions. Pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go on to the next team here who finished second place and made the playoffs last year, the uh, the Miami Marlins, formerly known as – artists formerly known as the Florida Marlins. Um, it was their first playoff appearance since 2003 last season. Actually, it was the first time the Marlins ever made the playoffs and didn't win a World Series. So they beat the Cubs in the first round, and then they got swept by the Braves in the second round, three to nothing. This team, I, I think, is going to take – a step back this season. Uh, when you look at their lineup, when you look at their starting rotation and their bullpen, there's a lot of no-name guys. I think they were a beneficiary last season of the shortened season because there were some teams that were going to get in that you didn't think otherwise. They were, they were going to take advantage of the opportunity. However, this team does always seem to give the Phillies fits. The Phillies last year went 3-7 went and seven against the Marlins. If they can solve some of those issues and play 500 ball against the rest of the division, and then they handle you know the Central, which isn't that good and then uh, the west I guess, uh, they have, I guess you had to chime in our good friend Louise 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 and I'm Louise. glad he agrees with me I see him right there oh, thank you very <laughs> much for bringing that up on the board yes Louise I, I really appreciate you agreeing with me on that uh, but Sixto Sanchez that's a guy that Philly oh, fans no. will always remember this kid can rock it he is an unbelievable talent if he stays healthy this kid is Pedro Martinez 2.0 uh, that's pretty much all I have on the Marlins. The Mets is where you really want to dabble in to what they've got going on. LOL Mets. <laughs> LOL Mets forever. LOL Mets. Now, the Mets, the Mets tied for last place in the division last year with the Nationals. Uh, but this past offseason, they got bought. Um, $14 billion owner that took over, uh, Steve Cohen. Huge trade for all-star shortstop Francisco Lindor. Uh, still haven't signed into an extension, but talks of a $300 million extension um, are pretty much imminent at this point. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're probably going to get something done by opening day. Uh, they're going to need a bounce-back season from 2019 Rookie of the Year Pete Alonzo, who struggled with the shortened season last year. Uh, a lot of strikeouts uh, for, for a power hitter. Is that pitchers adjusting to him, or is that just who he's going to be? Go ahead. Let me... uh, I just have one thing to say. Because so far, Halloween's a bigger letdown than being a Mets fan. Opening day, and here's the first pitch, and the season's over. <laughs> now, they are solid elsewhere in, in their lineup. Second baseman Jeff McNeil, the right fielder Michael, Michael Conforto, uh, newly acquired free agent catcher James McCann. Thank God they went after him and got the cheaper catcher, and they didn't go after JT. That's what we were all worried about was the Mets getting JT. Their rotation. Now, as much as you want to think it's a strength, it's, it's kind of weak. Uh, Jacob DeGrom is one of the best in the game. Back-to-back Cy Youngs in 2018 and 2019. The dude is a flat-out stud. I believe he finished second last year. But 
after that, we're getting a little sketchy. They made the trade with, for Francisco Lindor, and they brought in Carlos Carrasco, former Phillies farmhand that was in the Cliff Lee deal. Uh, Carlos Carrasco was going to miss six to eight weeks with a hamstring injury. And, and mind you, I see your reaction there, Quimby, about Carlos Carrasco being in that deal. Carlos Carrasco and Travis Darno are the only ones out of any of those deals. Hunter Pence, uh, Roy Holiday, Cliff Lee, the only ones that, that ever did anything in the major leagues. Hollis. Yep. Uh, but they're still the Mets. I just, I just want to, and that's what I'm getting to right now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that. Yeah, uh, that's, that's and, what I'm waiting for. That this, right. is, this is the meat. Yeah. <laughs> so Noah Syndergaard, he's out until at least midseason, the All Star break. Uh, so Thor won't be he available has, after having Tommy John surgery. He has. Uh, here, they though. traded away un- unknowingly. I have no reason why that they did this, but they traded away left-handed starter Stephen Matz to the Blue Jays. Uh, your starting pitching depth isn't that great, Mets. Uh, Marcus Stroman's okay. He's been all right, but the last few years he hasn't been what he was previously when uh, with the Blue Jays. So they're going to be depending on uh, Taiwan Walker and uh, second-year pitcher uh, David David Peterson. This guy, though, he pitched in the uh, last year's short season. Peterson, he, he pitched in last year's shortened season, so he only he made 12 appearances last year. So I don't know what this kid can do. Is he going to be able to maintain, you know, 30 starts for 162-game season? I'm not sure. They had a nice bounce-back season last year by closer Edwin Diaz, but Diaz last year, Diaz was, oh my you know. God, anybody that named <laughs> it with that name is a jackass. He had an. He had an unbelievably horrible first season with the Mets in Queens in 2019. He was abysmal. He actually gave the Phillies a few wins. I appreciate that. But um, can he recover this year with fans actually being in the stands? Last year was easy to do it in front of cardboard cutouts. Can you do it again? That's going to be the key. They do have a really good bullpen, though, for the Mets. Starting pitching is going to be the the problem for them this season outside of the ground, and they need Pete Alonso to, uh, to, you know, to bounce back. What do you got, Diaz? I need this from the Mets. One of two results. And just please help me out and tell me which way it's going to go. Please, one of these two. Either they're terrible all year and I can laugh at them and make fun of Mets fans all year. Or an epic collapse at the end. Where are we without tilting your hand? I, I It can be only one of those two. Can I make fun of them all year? Or am I going to expect an epic collapse at the end? <laughs> I think what you can expect from the Mets is what you normally expect from the Mets. They're going to have a good first half. Mets fans are going to be buying World Series tickets. This is the year. This is the year. This is the year. And in the second half, they're going to fall apart. The wheels are going to fall off. I'm not going to say a a, a typical September collapse like 2007 and 2008, but – None you know what we should do? We should get a T-shirt of them celebrating the World Series, you know, in that defensive drill they did down in Florida. For, in oh, their, oh yeah. yeah. Let's make no up doubt. T-shirts and say spring training world champions or something <laughs> like that. So <laughs> the last team that I'm going to break down within the NL East is going to be the Washington Nationals. This, this team, they're getting some guns back this year, and, and it starts at the top. They're going to... Speaking of which, and I don't mean to interrupt you there, Zach, because it doesn't make any sense if it goes any further than what you're saying right here. The best shirts ever designed for an invasion of a stadium was 2011 Take Back the Park campaign for the Washington Nationals, where we all came in with our red shirts, and it said Mission on the front, Take Back the Park on the back, Epic fail. (laughs) (laughs) That was the best. It used to have a a geolocation like for Facebook or whatever, you know, that said Citizens Bank South, Uh, Citizens Bank Park South. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yep. 
Those are the days. But the Nationals start off with MVP candidate Juan Soto. This guy is young and he is unbelievable. They're going to have him straight from the straight from the you know the, the start the season last year. He had COVID at the beginning, so he missed the first couple weeks. The young studs and shortstop Trey Turner and center fielder Victor Robles. Uh, they added All Star first baseman Josh Bell. This guy is going to have opportunities to hit in this lineup. Being between Juan Soto and former Cubs World Series champion uh, that's now going to be in left field, Kyle Schwarber. They have a deep lineup that can really hit. They brought in Starlin Castro that can play second base. Uh, Max Scherzer is entering his age 35 to 36 season. Um, you know, last year he had his worst ERA since 2012. Now, is that because of the shortened season or is Max starting to lose a little, a couple ticks on his fastball? We'll see this season. They are getting Steven Strasburg back to pair along with, um, Patrick Corbin for that big three that they have. Strasburg last year only pitched five innings because he had a carpal tunnel, um, injury with his pitching hand. Uh, he got that surgically repaired. He had a calf issue this year in spring training. So does Strasburg creep anybody else out besides me. Yep, me too. He uh, looks, he, he, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're saying that. But. He looks possessed, dude. I'm, I'm sorry. I know. We're not allowed to make fun of Wait, people. Wait, is it Strasburg or is it, is it Scherzer? With the, with oh, the two, Scherzer. Oh, Scherzer. I'm sorry. Yeah, Scherzer. Scherzer with the two eyes? Yeah. Uh, I know you're not supposed to make anything, you know, not, not make fun of people's physical features anymore, but I'm sorry. That dude creeps me the hell out. Well, I thought Strasburg looked like one of the children of the corn. I'm well, sorry. yeah, Strasburg does look, <laughs> does look like a cult leader, yeah, no sad. doubt. Drink the punch in the middle of the field. Ah! Also to go along in their rotation, they're bringing, uh, they're bringing in three-time World Series champion John Lester. Uh, so he's going to be their fourth starter. Mm-hmm. And Lester going to Lester? And they're going oh. uh, to get Joe Ross back this year, who's pretty much going to win the fifth starter spot. They have a deep rotation. The Nationals can kill you with hitting and starting pitching. They brought in the, probably the best closer <laughs> on the free agent market in Brad Hand uh, from the Indians. He saved 16 games for them last season, so he's going to be their closer. They have a couple other guys that, that helped them a couple years ago when they won the World Series, so we'll see. I think the Nationals are primed for a back, back a bounce-back season, and uh, you know we'll see. I'll give my predictions on Green Legion on uh, Baseball Brunch on Sunday between 11 and 12. We'll do it in the last segment, so make sure you tune in. All right. Did you, you didn't talk about the Phillies yet, right? Oh, the Phillies, man! I'm gonna—I talk about them all the time, and I'm gonna be lighting them up on on Sunday during baseball brunch. All right, sounds good. Well, Zach, you are my Phillies hero, my friend. You are my Phillies hero. Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, one hundred two point five FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. Back right after this, FM Philadelphia. Hey, real fast before we get into our next topic of discussion for the evening, uh, I want to thank Fabiola over at the Metropolitan Hospital here in Conchal because. Every, everybody, I, I kind of want to, kind of want everybody to, to hear this because it's important. It, it's not difficult to travel anymore, and even though you need a COVID test coming back internationally, Fabiola has been getting everybody in the hospital for appointments, in out COVID result test in eight hours via email. Everybody, don't be afraid to travel. Make sure you use Metropolitan Hospital if you're down here in the Brasilito Flamingo Tamarindo area. It's an awesome place. We might have them on the show next week, but yeah. uh, just don't be afraid to travel anymore. Don't be afraid. So, anyway, what's next on the list? What are we talking? Do we want to? Do we want to talk about? Uh, do we want to talk about lack of free agency by the? Uh, no, Flacco. Agency or lack of freedom in Philly? Uh, well, that that that's going to be on the the 
uh, on the get it off your chest list. I knew, I knew you had. <laughs> I, I, th- I think we should. I think we should talk Eagles free agency. Uh, Tank, yeah. why, don't, why don't you give us your uh, your, your your take on uh, on uh, uh, Anthony Harris? You know, is is Joe Flacco a good move for them? Well, I, th- I thought uh, these are some of the moves that I thought that they, that they were going to do uh, with the Harris guy with he, with, with Harris, Anthony Harris. He's on a one year prove it deal. They got the kid the kid out of uh, out of, of Tampa out of Tampa Bay. He's a great special teamer, but he's he's yet to start. And it's kind of like when uh, Diaz brought up all his stats, uh, all his stats last time we t- we were talking about the signing. <laughs> so, two, two stats, yeah, two stats. <laughs> It's like I said, a lot of these guys are on a play. It's like when you watch when you watch when Anthony Harris came in, you knew that he he, he did great under under our current defensive coordinator because he he loved it and he wanted to bring him back to give him the opportunity to make money. And that's what I thought. And we missed out on, on the kid that we were talking me and you were talking about on uh, Get Tank Happy Hour. The uh, guy that the end up Titans end up signing him. He's a productive guy. He gets to the quarterback. He can play uh, both positions. And he was under these guys before, but he ended up going to the Titans. And then we we were looking at at people who were signing the one year deals because we need the prove we need the guys who are going to prove it. We have a, a new coaching staff, but our salary cap numbers are so close to the dead cap, we can only afford so so much. So you need to get these guys if you want to have a good team and even have an opportunity to give these guys a, ch- a chance to start teaching what they're what they're talking about. You have to get some guys in here, the mercenary type guys who own the one year proven deals. And I, th- I feel like we missed out on a bunch of those guys. Uh, but I have some good news that hopefully, hopefully the, the jackasses that run our team <laughs> at the Penn, at the Penn State because my, myself and my esteemed colleague, uh, Quimby Krejcianowski, we want, uh, we want the linebacker out of, and this, this, what I'm about to tell you. Finish it. This, what Finish I'm about, the sentence. That we want the linebacker out of Penn State with the first pick at that number nice. six. Nice. Michael Parsons. You, Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons. You know why? He ran a 4-3-9 at 246 pounds. Wow. 6-3. He has 31 and a half inch arms, sir. He is a man amongst boys. He showed you what he could do. Get that man. You know, you know what's funny? And let's talk about that for a, a, a hot second because this team has been so predictable in the draft for the last few years. Uh, you know, it's either been offensive line, defensive line, or wide receiver. Right. That's, that's been the mantra of this team's first round selection for the last decade uh you know maybe there's one exception to the rule but not so much would anybody be upset with that micah parsons selection even though he slotted to go a little bit lower i i i i I wonder if they finally get out of the box because honestly here here's here's what we're looking at right now and this is this is important if you're not going quarterback where and it doesn't seem like they are and you can't trade down for a team that has two first-round picks to get them to move up to get the quarterback that they might want or a position player they might want. You pick up a guy like Micah Parsons, and this guy can solidify your defense for a decade. Boom. And, and, and everything around if this guy develops into in, into half the player that he's expected to be after picking up the speed of the NFL, but obviously no. we already know he he's, has that. He'll have to pick it up mentally, right? but he has it physically. If all you need is pieces around him, then you don't have to keep finding that big. That's your trotter. Yeah, that's your exactly. trotter. And, and we what, haven't had that position 
solidified for so damn long. Yeah, and it's pissing me off. Exactly. Because because this is because it, everybody from Philly, it, it being it being in Philly at the time I've been there, we've always had a good defense. Like right now, we are we are, we are screwing the pooch right now as far as defensively. We got a good defensive line, but they're they're being is lackluster mainly because we have yet to show up the middle linebacker and the safety position. We continue to pooch around, and everybody's talking about we need receive. We're not getting, going nowhere if we can't stop nobody. If we can't stop, if we don't have if we don't have a quarterback on defense, which is your middle linebacker who commands the respect of everybody on that defense, then we will go nowhere. You put you, you put have that, to have your defensive yes, quarterback. Yes, you. You, you put Nate Gary or Alex Singleton there in the middle again, and we go nowhere fast. Diaz, what do you got? I know yeah. you're Eagles well, first team. Two, two, th- yeah, two things though. I, I, I think it would be great. I don't think that they're going to go outside the box, and I think they're going to go with the linebacker. Or I actually think they might be doing the quarterback thing. I'm prepared. Maybe I'm just mentally preparing myself. Uh, but you, you, th- you think they might go linebacker? Uh, no, 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 quarterback. Quarterback. No, I said they might go linebacker. You said no, I said I don't. I'm not sure if they would go outside the box. I just think they oh, don't okay. value the position. Who knows with the new coaching staff? But just, they just don't value. Obviously, they have. <laughs> they don't value the position. It would be a nice thing that high. They're gonna. They're gonna take Jamar Chase, maybe the offensive lineman or, or quarterback. I think, but he'd be great there. And if they get Micah Parsons, Quimby, make a deal with you. If they get Micah Parsons, you'll shut up for a year. Well, we will – no, you you must go through with this. We will get you a Micah Parsons jersey. You just have to wear it at the tailgates. Of course, it would be a Penn State Micah Parsons jersey that uh, you need to wear at the tailgates. That's right. I wouldn't agree to that at all. That's a good deal. Hold, well, they also- hold, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Because the good news ah. is <laughs> – but- Oh, man, I thought that was a good deal. I got a better idea. If Micah Parsons gets drafted by the Eagles, you just voluntarily quit. <laughs> no, 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 I'll wear the Parsons jersey to the tailgate. <laughs> well, the, the other part of that equation, but they have people, the Eagles have, have scouts at, at his workout, and they have scouts down in South Carolina to, uh, for J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn is a nice big cornerback who's another guy that they're high on. He also ran a sub-4-340, which we need speed in our secondary. I'm tired of We need speed not- and size. Yes, There's one yeah. thing that I'm never going to forget and one thing that I agree with Chip Kelly on, and that was big people push little people around. And that's football, baby. I'm yep. sorry. you can't You can't deny that. There's obvious exceptions to the rule, but not so many. So, Slash, how much time we got left in this segment, brother? Got about three minutes. All right. Sackmaster, what do you got? Listen, I don't think I'm, – I'm fine wherever we go here. You, you, There's no chance you can possibly screw this pick up. Hold on. Hold on. No, you're the jackass that actually says, oh, yeah, your bet's fine in the third quarter. Shut the <laughs> hell up. No, I'm doomed. saying, like, you know, it, it's looking like the offensive tackle from Oregon is now going to get past the Bengals, who are, are salivating apparently over Kyle Pitts. Like, did you not watch Joe Burrow get destroyed last year? Like, get the offensive tackle. He has enough weapons. But, like, if Sewell gets by, you have Jamar Chase. If Kyle Pitts is there, you have uh, you, Micah man. Parsons. Like, man, we can get – I'm even starting to think that we should trade back to nine with the Broncos, pick up a second round pick, and you're still going to get somebody of value at that selection. You're going to get a Pro Bowl player somewhere within the top nine. If you're whether you're at six, eight, nine, wherever, you're going to get a perennial Pro Bowl player. Slash, 
Yeah, the only reason I don't think they're going to take a linebacker is because when linebacker was their only need at times, they still didn't take a linebacker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with Levon all the Kirkland, baby, Levon <laughs> Kirkland, with all the line, with all the uh, positions they need to fill, I I just don't see it. Mark Simino. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that that is an extra point. Casey Matthews. Oh, oh God! Lord. What was yeah. it? Barry? It was Barry Gardner. House was Barry it? Barry Gardner that is still chasing hey, Joe Rivers. Hey, hey, side chatter. But at the very least, for a long period of time, with Casey Matthews and Duke Riley, we had the best hair at linebacker in the NFL. Well, Duke Riley was a little bit better than Casey, though. No, Make Duke Riley. I'm a, I'm still upset about that department. Yeah, that, I was mad about that department. Not, not only not only the linebacker position because you know, he he's. He's not a great linebacker without a Micah Parsons in the middle. Exactly. However, he's a great linebacker with somebody like that in the middle and an excellent special teamer. Yeah. So you, you lose there. But I'd rather have Jim Parsons. Have, what's that, Slash? I said I'd rather have Jim Parsons than Casey Matthews. <laughs> Diaz, you got something for us. Uh, are we going to come back with football on the other side, or is this the last thing? I, I had a question yeah. for Hollis. I think I think we should come back with uh, NFL moves around the league, and then we got to get to our Elite Eight, Final Four, and the champion of March Movie Madness. Yes, and I am going to have a massive discussion with my panel on air, and I'm going to throw every single one of you under the freaking bus. You guys are a bunch of douche nozzles. You are all terrible, and I'm going to tell you why when we come back. But Zach, anything you got on Eagles? The only thing I want to point out, and this is a great, great job here by Louise. Uh, what would, you, what would, you, uh, would we find you more likely to wear next year at a tailgate? A Mike Trout jersey or a Micah Parsons Penn State jersey? Ooh. Who, me? Yes. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'd rather just kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's the easy selection there. Uh, well, anyway, let's talk about this. On the flip side of the top of the hour here. And you know what, Diaz? Maybe we have a little bright side coming, right? All right, Mr. Brightside. Yeah, a little bright side coming. Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light back right after this. It's The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. My name's Quimby. I'm alongside Hollis Tank, Thomas, Michael, shut up, Diaz, slash Kyle, slash The Gobbler. There it is. Everybody's been waiting to do that for a little while. And, of course, Chris Sackmaster, soon to be host of Baseball Brunch. Yeah, we know. His britches are going to get a little big. He, he'll eventually do it. He'll eventually say one thing, and we're going to go, uh-oh. All right, we got to rope you back in. Oh, think, Quibi, he, he hasn't been against you the last couple of weeks. He's been against me for like a month straight since we announced Baseball Brunch. I, I can't take it much longer, my man. Are you, are you just realizing he's been against you the entire time you've known him? I, I, I don't. You, we just gave him ammunition that he's not really big time, you guys, yet. Uh, but I see it coming because you guys keep on kind of egging him on. And as soon as he gets the ratings for his first show, this, they're probably going to skyrocket. He's gonna. He's gonna. T- <laughs> he's really gonna. He's gonna walk. Like, oh, I, I remember you guys from. I there'll remember be, you guys there'll from be no. Time. What's the, what movie is that from? There'll be no living with him from here on. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. You never forget where you came from, and you guys are always my boys. I'm always Green Legion Radio, first and foremost, no doubt about it. And, Diaz, I've been ripping you since I, since I was calling in as the Phillies correspondent a couple years ago. You were always my first target every single phone call, and Quimby and Hollis were always laughing. You, I've been torching you all along. 
Zach, hold on. Let me point out. All right, we already had our elephant in the room segment today, but let me point out the elephant in the room in the second half of the show. Mm. Fact of the matter is, is Diaz can't respond to you anytime during baseball brunch. Always <laughs> <laughs> corresponding. You can always apologist. You can load up on him all day. I would pull out the AK-47 and fill up about 82 clips and empty every single one of them into his ass during that one hour. You know, it's funny because that was the first thing that Jansen said last night when I jumped, or on Wednesday night when I jumped on his uh, his show. Uh, we, we just um, automatically, he's like, I really don't like Diaz that much. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. No, he said, I, 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 I like your takes. I, I really generally just, I don't agree with Diaz. I don't, I don't agree with what he says. So Jansen's on the list. Oh, you he's tuned a, in? You tuned oh, yeah. In he, enemies of the nation. Well, he, well, you got, well, you know, he's a, he's, he's, he's a king of, he, he's back on athletes row. I don't know by, uh, what is it? By, by default. But, but hold on though. Well, hold on. Here's a big question. Diaz nation has four members. I thought it was his four. daughter. No, his daughter, his wife, him. And Captain, what and happened? What? Who makes the tie-breaking decisions? Captain's daughter. We've got you. Sean Henderson is coming to the light. Uh, yes, he is. That's uh, right. Your daughters agreed to be in Diaz Nation. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't even speak, yeah. let alone speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Captain's daughter and your daughter are not official members yet. When they find out what <laughs> you like, they, you got to wait till they can actually talk to agree to this. Yeah, your wife only agrees with you to shut you up. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, Hollis, you mentioned And your dog only tries to run away and take your leg with you. <laughs> when, when, when are you guys coming back up? You know, I'm, I'm all vaccined up. I'm ready for the... I'm missing. I miss Athlete Row. We got to get Athlete Row back together. Let's get back in studio and 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 get the band back together. You guys, we're going to be doing that on April. What's April fifteenth? That's a Thursday. Yes. I will not be back in time for us to do a show. But if in fact Slash is willing to edit a show uh, the night after. Uh, after we do one, if we could do it on Friday, we could do it on the 16th. We could be back in studio on the 16th. So think about that, Slash, if you can do it before the 1 o'clock. Uh, I got Philly's sick as that night. Well, oh, it's, it's, see, uh, there he is. There's his first move. Oh, big time. Are they three? First time back in the ballpark in two years. I'm sorry. Anyway, anyway, let's let's get back into this real quick because we're losing a little bit of focus. and oh, yeah. everybody's entertained sorry. by our antics, and I certainly am. And I love nothing more than to beat the piss out of Diaz on a regular basis. But... Uh, <laughs> Let's 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 focus here real quick because we got a lot still to get to. We're going to talk about NFL moves around the league. We have a little bit more to talk about with baseball brunch and what's going to take place come Sunday. Also, we still have our movie madness bracket to to finish up here. Uh, the Flyers are absolutely terrible. We're going to get to that, but make sure everybody you download the iHeartRadio app so you can hear all the shows. Green Legion Radio, Ice to Shorts Winter Sports with Zach and Diaz. Great, uh, get tagged happy hour with Tank and Quimby, and of course, baseball brunch with Murph and Sack. All this is great. We are going to be owning weekends on Fox Sports the Gambler here come about May. But let's make an announcement here. You know what? Let's let's have some fun with with this one here for a, a, a quick second. Um, baseball brunch, Sack. Uh, I gave you guys. 12, 12. You have 12 tickets as of right now to figure out how to give away. 12 tickets to figure out how to give away for the entire New York Mets series, the 5th, the 6th, and the 7th of April. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, that comes after your second show, your first show down at, if this has not been announced, 
up until the May 23rd, or yeah, May 23rd show of Baseball Brunch. We will be located at the Sport and Social, the FanDuel Sport and Social Bar at Live Casino. That's where Baseball Brunch will be taking place until May 23rd when we move over to 1100 Social's patio at Xfinity Live. So, other than this first show on Sunday, which is the pregame show, which, thanks, you guys, you made me spend another $850 on that one without asking. So I appreciate that. But... Uh, aside that, <laughs> see, there it is. Sack already becoming Diaz. Sack, I think this is a partnership that we can agree on. No, you guys can both go to hell. Uh, so, live casino, baseball brunch every uh, Sunday from 11 to noon, live. So, come down, get your pictures with Sack, get your pictures with Murph, get your autographs, anything you want to do, come down and join them. Until May 23rd, when we are over at Xfinity Live again on the patio of 1100 Social. Your, your literally your stage, your studio, your microphone setup is going to be looking out over Eleventh and Patterson, the absolute busiest corner in Philadelphia sports on any given day. So it's going to be fun there. But in addition to that, you and Murph have to figure out between this Sunday and the following Sunday how to give away twelve tickets. I've got four tickets that I purchased for the Monday night, the Tuesday night, and the Wednesday night LOL Mets games. So please, uh, figure it out. You know, give it. Make sure you give it to, to our loyal listeners. You know, just ask them to do something. Whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, just you know, maybe a couple loyal listeners and somebody that's that's new to the program. We'll figure it out. But you two need to make that decision. On that same note, everyone, I'd like to make an official announcement right now, and the trip is called Boston Strong. The Phillies are playing. The Boston Red Sox, July 9th, 10th, and 11th of this year. That is the week after 4th of July, which is on a Sunday this year. 4th of July is Sunday. It's observed on Monday. We have packages with round-trip air. It's a six-hour bus ride. If you really want to take the bus ride for this thing, I I, no. don't commend you. <laughs> no, it's no. A, it's a brutal. It's it's worse than the Buffalo bus ride. What what about a Winnebago? Whatever. <laughs> but don't do it. The flights are cheap. <laughs> all right, we have 150 seats based on what you want. Uh, how you want to fly? We have uh, a, an itinerary that departs at 9 a.m. and arrives in Boston at 10:30 and leaves 150 on Monday and arrives back in Philly at 3:30. Or if you want to get out early and come back early and not have to take off two days of work because you already had 4th of July off on Monday when it's observed the 5th, you can leave at 7.27 a.m. on Friday and then leave at 6.37 a.m. on Monday and get back in Philly at 8.09 a.m. with your opportunity to work a full day on Monday. We also have a late one, 5 p.m. out on Friday and 6.52 home. So... A lot of options there, and these, these seats are less than, well, 265 is the middle itinerary, but we have uh, an itinerary as low as $210 round trip for four people to a room. Grandstand sections four and five, 250 seats together. It's only $425 a person plus your flight. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you want to get there on your own, if you have four people in a room, it's $425 a person. This includes a tailgate party at the Cask and Flagon. Yeah, Cask and Flagon. 
Yeah, all right. We know what we're doing. This is us. We've been doing this for years. Uh, your game ticket also includes $40 worth of power. Uh, what do you call it? It's a power card. Power money, power. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, $40. With any uh, if with any pack, you have forty dollars to spend in concessions in Fenway. Uh, it's it's fantastic. We're going to be staying at the Marriott Copley Place, which is walking distance to Fenway. Everything's walking. Yeah. We're in we're in awesome we're stuff. in great shape here. Four twenty five per person for four people to a room plus your flight. You can get there as inexpensively as six hundred and thirty five dollars a person for three nights with one game included. We can also get you in for Friday. And get you in for Sunday as well with great tickets. So, any option you want there, we have three people to a room, five twenty-five plus your flight. Two people to a room, six twenty-five per person. Eight hundred and thirty-five dollars round trip flight, three nights, and a game at Fenway with so much alcohol oh, and food Lord. at the Casket Flag. And before the sun, uh, Saturday game, we're going to go to the Saturday game. That's the game we're slotted for. That's a 4.05 p.m. game, which oh, means perfect time. Perfect yeah, time. Perfect. Absolute perfect. So our tailgate at the Cask and Flagon will start at noon. At noon. Go to three. Then let everybody go into Fenway. Walk around. Get lost and start spending $40 of your credit that you have attached to your game ticket. It's a fantastic program. And you can get there as little as $835 a person for two people in a room. It's a fantastic package. We're excited to be releasing it. We are not going to release it until noon on Sunday when Baseball Brunch has finished its first show. I only have 150 flights. I only have 250 tickets. All right. I'm not going any further than that. We still have COVID risks, obviously, so you're going to want to get insurance. But I think it's time to throw caution to the wind because by July 9th, I believe we will be back to full capacity with Everything. Hey, hey, somebody just uh, posted something that said nothing could be worse than the Ohio trip. I think they were on the bus with Diaz, and he started singing or something. Oh God! Nothing could be worse than no, 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 no. That's not yeah. true. We, we flew out on the way. Diaz was singing American Pie back from camp. <laughs> Listen, I was there. Listen, uh, you're taking a long trip. Everyone likes a good sing along. Big Don McLean fan, huh? Uh, of course, on the bus. Yeah, America. That's America. Long, long time ago, <laughs> Diaz didn't piss people off, and maybe he would shut up for a while. I got more compliments than I got uh, uh, detractors on that. Yeah, so. yeah, obviously, you didn't take the complaints. I think uh, that, I think what they're referring to is, uh, was it Liberty Bus or Academy Busing? That's I, what the problem. No, it, well, we're not a t- we we do not support that bus company anymore. So there's no need to talk about them. And it was a, as a result of that trip, they gave us a bunch of crappy buses after working with them for 15 years. But anyway, so let's talk NFL free agency. Sack, uh, I hope this is great stuff and great ammunition for your baseball brunch. I didn't even think about this. We should have had Murph calling tonight, but uh, or this afternoon, but. Uh, too much stuff getting in, in in the way down here, but I hope those tickets figure out how to get rid of them. You know, give it, make it a contest. More likes, more likes for Green Legion's Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube, whatever we need. Uh, do whatever you want to do, but we have those to give away. And and not only look, baseball brunch. This whole program was designed with. What I personally consider, and I know some of you don't agree with me on a regular basis, but sometimes you do. This show, to me, is 
the epitome of what we've been working towards. Because it has two of the greatest baseball minds in Philadelphia on that show together. And two just great people. Neither one of them is going to be arguing for, for supremacy on the, on the show. I, I think the information that you're going to get with Baseball Brunch is just, it's everything. You don't need to listen to any other sports stations your, uh, during the entire week to get the amount of information about the Philadelphia Phillies that you're going to get with Murph and Sack for one hour on Sunday from 11 to 12. And I mean that in every way, shape, or form. And I know Murph right now is actually working on getting us a guest for our first segment for Baseball Brunch for the for inaugural show. Um, he has a plethora of people in his phone, in his database. He has former players. He has coaches. He has uh, experts, broadcast buddies. Like, we're going to roll somebody out here this upcoming Sunday. He hasn't told me yet, but when we do have that information, we are going to put that out there, the social media blast that Diaz is going to do, because uh, I think he's going to pull us a big one. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we have Sunday? What's that? Is that this Sunday for the pre This Sunday. This Sunday in our first segment, we're looking to na- knock down a, a great guest for the first segment uh, to where we can really hit the ground running with somebody in there. So as soon as... <laughs> then I am very glad that I am coming up for this show. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to take a phone call. Ah, well, that, that works even better. Uh, but yeah, and we have some segments that we're working on. Uh, Slash has been putting together some great stuff. I can't wait to hear our intro. Jansen said it's awesome. So I can't wait to hear it. And, uh, oh, the second loaded, baby. Hey, yeah. Where the hell have you been for us, man? What's up? He, we have it. We have an intro. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, he, he, he's been, he's been busy adding new towels to the wall behind him there. <laughs> <laughs> Slip sliding away. I just love Jimmy Rollins so much. <laughs> hey, don't hold a black light to that thing, you know? Yep. No, 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 uh, two and a half men crime scene. Yeah. yeah. It was a Dateline NBC. Is that a, in the background, uh, above your head, does that say uh, a one-man show now happening? <laughs> one excuse one. Yep, that's it. All right, Tank. Yes, sir. What do you think about the Giants' spending spree? Ah, man, well, we we talk, We spoke about this uh, on Tuesday. Uh, I think the Giants have went, went out and got some people that uh, c- can come in and make some quality c- uh, contributions. They may have overspent it at, at some places, but they went out and got a receiver. A lot of them are, are, are prove-it deals, yeah, right? Pro- yeah, prove-it deals. Yeah, they went out and got Kyle. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph is gonna, Kyle Rudolph has eaten us up every yes. single time he's played. Exactly, and he, he's, a, he's a consummate professional, and that's, that's the type of guy you need to, to tutor like a Dallas Goddard. And it, it, He's not at the end of his rope, but but they got him because Ingram. He immediately upgraded from Ingram because Ingram. You don't you don't think Zach Ertz is a great role model right now? Uh, not really. <laughs> hey, I think he's. I think that's one of the elephants in the room that we we've been talking about. Hey, so, Ta- uh, Tank, uh, just make sure that Kyle Rudolph is not your second round pick in the Green Legion Big Boys Fantasy League this year. <laughs> just just make sure. Did you right. win? Uh, you, you know what? Hold on, hold on. Did Shut you, up, Tom Brady. Did you Did you win? This Seriously. Year? Did you win this year, Diaz? No, no. You know what, Diaz? Diaz won let not uh, uh, this year. Two years ago. Two years ago, he won on one ridiculous random pick. The New England Patriots defense played absolutely outside their mind. Lights out. Two years ago, 
When I played him, I lost by 20 points, and the Patriots put up 38. <laughs> yeah, Patriots 36 or 38 points during that matchup. I'm like, you gotta, you've got to be kidding me. Mm, yeah. so, so, so listen, listen there, uh, Copernicus. Uh, yeah. all right. You're not the smartest <laughs> ass in the room, all right? You're just the luckiest son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead. But I, what, I, what I was saying was that I, I, the Giants actually did a lot of the things that, that I thought we were going to do. But I didn't think Adoree Jackson was going to get three years, $39 million. I had no idea he was going to get that. But it's like they did a lot of things with the one-year deals and the proven type deals that I felt like we should have been doing because we were so close to the best. But the Giants obviously have a lot more money than us. Uh, real quick announcement just to make sure. You guys, this preseason show, Baseball Brunch, the first one this Sunday, will be in our Northern Liberties studio. And then Easter Sunday, they will start live. at uh, The show will be live in Northern Liberties, but Easter Sunday, they will start live at Live Casino. So uh, they will not be there this week. Uh, please do not show up thinking that they're going to be there. I want to make sure you guys are clear on that. Sorry. Continue, uh, guys. No worries. Uh, uh, did, Snack, did you have something? No, I, I just th- I look at what the Giants have done. They, the moves look impressive, but Kenny Galladay, the guy last year, I feel I feel like he mailed it in. He was expecting to get a payday from Detroit. Um, he didn't get it, so with that hip injury. But you're only as good as a wide receiver as the guy that's throwing you the ball in most cases. And is Daniel Jones any good? Are, are we sold on Daniel Jones? Are these weapons going to solve six, what? Maybe what, six, 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 six. Yeah, I mean, are these weapons going to solve that against stack Saquon Barkley and that and Kenny Galladay and and Kyle Rudolph? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, but I look at the I look at the Washington Football Team and their moves. Those, those are moves that are really going to help them. Diaz, can I take this before you? Sure, uh, sure, go for it, man. At, at, at the very, at the very least, all right. I, first of all, if you know me. Uh, or have known me for any length of time, I do not find the Dallas Cowboys as my most hated team uh, within the NFC East or, 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 or regardless. It, as a matter of fact, the team itself is so easy to work with, and everybody in Dallas it, it are amazing people, except except the you know the background check season ticket holders in the upper level that Jerry Jones doesn't <laughs> go through. But uh, uh, without question, my biggest hatred of any team period is the giants and i have to give them a little bit of accommodate a little bit of an accommodation here a little bit of of, of merit a little bit of hey you know nice work because i literally thought they were going to waste a good portion of saquon barkley's legs right by not doing a single thing to help him and i don't they did they did they did they also signed the running back that everybody was trying to get last year they signed him to a two-year deal that's what i'm saying they did everything they, they've done they've done they've done right right by, you know what for what they can do and where they were at with the cap mm-hmm. and and these prove it deals right and and it, it is it, I, I believe they didn't want to commit to a whole lot because right. they're still wondering whether or not daniel jones is going to be that quarterback but now he's got some weapons yeah now he's got some people to throw to. Now he's, you know, and, and and if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, I got to be honest with you, the Giants are starting to scare me immediately. And and, uh, and also, it's like uh, to to the guys. I didn't do a whole NFC East breakdown, but I was I was watching what what uh, the the football team and the Giants did, and they consequently they got a lot more better, more better than we more better blues, more better. <laughs> 
we stayed pat, and the, and the Dallas Cowboys all they did was sign Dak and a, and a few other guys, and, and and even even the Cowboys going out again another safety another safety <laughs> another safety to go go. Win. By the way, Andrew Hurst is on fire oh, yeah, right it's, now. It's, you know, Calm like, down, Cameron Diaz. <laughs> uh, I'm going anyway. <laughs> but but uh, the the thing the thing was, I feel like all the other teams were doing a lot more than we are. And it's like I, I know we, I, I've, I've known in the past that we're not supposed to win in April, but uh, damn it, do something. And we 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 do something. And Bob, how do you grade the Eagles' free agent moves so far this year? Everybody, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, one hundred two point five FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. Back with our movie madness selections and our finalists. And the grand champion right after this. Uh, on the Bud Light note, I want to thank John Dorenzi once again for supporting everything that Green Legion Radio is doing, and that is to include the sponsorship for Baseball Brunch. All right, Baseball Brunch will be brought to you by Bud Light. And you guys, what, uh-oh, did I? What did you I, do? Am I muted? No, D- yeah, Diaz was muted. Diaz was muted. I was raising my hand, and they were trying to preemptively unmute me. Can you believe that, Quimby? They were t- letting me know that I was on mute. What, what good guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how can we mute you if you're already muted? Hold on a second. We can take care of that again real fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, cool, guys. Quimby, I got a question about Bud Light, actually. Yes, sir. Uh, they, they've got a wide, like, their brand is wide from not just Bud Light. There's also Bud Light Seltzers. There's Michelob Ultra. Yeah, so are we just, are they, you know, they generally our beer, Bud Light, is at our tailgate. So are they just going to be doing Bud Light or are they going to be doing a, a whole mix? We will be doing Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, and Bud Light Seltzer at all nice. of our Awesome yeah. sauce. Uh, all of it helps. Our, our brand recognition, our main goal is to have as many people switch over from our former, which everybody knows we were Miller Lite for 13 years, and I can't thank Marty Farrell and Muller Beverage uh, and, and a bunch of the other guys that made that happen at the brewery. They were fantastic, but the, the goal is to have people switch from Miller Lite to Bud Light. Uh, but in in doing so, also a lot of our support from a dollar standpoint comes locally from Penn Distributors, and they represent all Anheuser-Busch products, which are Michelob Ultra. And Bud Light Seltzer. So, Slash, what do you got for us? I was going to say, before we get to movie uh, madness, I tried the new Bud Light Seltzers last week. They are fantastic. Go out and try them. Watermelon Mojito, Strawberry Daiquiri, Lime Margarita, and Mango. My wife is a huge fantastic. Fan. Yeah, she just bought she just bought a twelve pack the other day, and she's been killing it. So, so uh, good. every night she's having a beer. <laughs> My wife is a big fan too. So it's all the wives and gobbler. I'll try one for sure. When, we'll yeah, especially in the at the baseball brunch brunches in the summer. Man, we, I, you know, we believe, we believe that that is going to be a, a huge uh, hit yeah. for baseball brunch. But you know. it, 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 I, I've also had a couple of cases before I came down. A couple of cases, and uh, nothing happened to me, so I'm pretty good. <laughs> He's we're with us, Tank. We're actually going to give a we're going to give a flyer to security at eleven hundred social with Diaz's face on it. Do not let this man in. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen immediately. You guys, let's move on to March movie 
madness. We got to get through this because we don't have a whole lot of time, and we still have to talk about why Mayor Kenny refuses to follow Pennsylvania guidelines. Dun, dun, ba, dum, Flaccid. One of the worst mayors in the history of Philadelphia, but uh, and also that the Flyers suck. But let's get on it. We've got our elite eight, right? We've got our elite eight. And we're getting down to the champion. So let me, oh god, let me, let me, let me light up my panel right now. Okay, Sam, you need to get back in here. So come on in. Mute, uh, mute yourself, Qu- Quimby. Someone mute Quimby. No, no. <laughs> Anybody mutes me, you're all fired, and that includes Sack and, and the new show. So, <laughs> all right, here we go. I want to talk about. All right, we're down to the Elite Eight, and I want to talk how my panel, or our panel, I'm sorry, I don't want to be. Yeah, pissed. watch yourself there. I'm sorry, I, re- I, re- I retracted, <laughs> I pulled back. I want to talk about movies that made it on based on the panel here on Green Legion Radio, which is not part of me. And I'll be honest with you, you guys are all making fun of Sam Brady. I was with her on most of these selections. Okay, Field of Dreams in the Quimby Regional is in the Elite Eight against Rocky Four. That is the only one that I can actually understand. Rocky Four, I know, Selection Committee, Diaz, next time you want to spend five hours late night doing something other than changing your daughter's diaper, you can be the Selection Committee on this. But Rocky Four versus Field of Dreams in the Quimby Regional is the only one that I actually understand. Rocky Four beating out the natural in that bottom part of the bracket. Let's get on to the Tank Regional. Yeah, nobody cares. Tin Cup made it past Raging Bull. That is an outrage. That is ridiculous. 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 Excuse me, sir. No, no, no. You are not allowed to speak right now. All right. Major League, all right, did make it, and I feel as though that is 100% worth uh, it. it Definitely deserved, okay? However, Kingpin... Made it all the way past Slapshot and the original Rocky as a 10 seed in the Elite Eight, which means Major League's going up against Kingpin in the Tank Regional, which is interesting. <laughs> it's upset galore. It's an upset galore sports movie madness, man. Now, but here, we go. here we go. And this is where I think you're all screwed up. And it's because, of course, the Diaz Regional. <laughs> what do you know? The Sandlot makes it past Hoosiers. Hoosiers sucks. Seed. Hoosiers is one of the greatest Cinderella movies of all time, and it's vintage, vintage genius. <laughs> all right, there we go. Sam, what do you got? You should have let all my cheats slide through. <laughs> no. Hey, Quimby, get to the next one. The next one's a legitimate classic. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, this is even better. White Men Can't Jump, which is one of my <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you and the cream of wheat, man, better take your ass back to Mayberry and tell Aunt B she better have my bean pies or I'm going to kick her ass. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time, but it beat Bull Durham. Bull Damn straight. Damn not, straight. Not another, not only one of the best sports movies of all time, but one of the best movies of all time. So you got the Sandlot going up against White Man Can't Jump. Tank, what do you got? Uh, basically, all these is it's a, basically this is opinionated art. So, in our opinion, your movies sucked just a little bit more than ours. No, no, no. Let, let's go Hold back. On a, we'll, wait a second. I, oh, sh- 
Damn it. I can't. You can't mute him. You can't, can't mute him. Mute him. We're on the same <laughs> so what Quimby's saying is, Quimby wants an all. Hold on. There he is. Muted. Quimby yeah, wants an all baseball uh, grade eight. That's what you're saying. No. You, no. You Bull Durham, no. Major League. Yeah. No. Still the dreams. Still the dreams. I said Hoosier should, should have made it over Sandlot. A replacement should have won the whole thing. <laughs> Here we go. Anyway, and in the SAC regional. Uh, okay, this is where you guys are just complete douche nozzles. All right. Dodgeball makes it over Rudy. Rudy sucks. One, oh, you got one of my favorite movies. movies. Rudy was a d- in real yeah. life. Yeah, and that whole movie's made up. It's yeah. not true. Make sure you make sure you bleep that one. And out. Dodgeball didn't beat Rudy. Dodgeball beat the longest yard. The longest yard took out Rudy. Oh, you're right. You're right. But even Rudy taking out the longest yard, the original. Come on, you guys are nuts. All right, but we got Dodgeball up against Caddyshack, which is an interesting matchup mm-hmm. right there. So let's get to it. All right, let's do it. We're not going to our our, our listening audience for this one. We got to get through this. We probably only have about five minutes left in this segment. We're going to close this one up. So we have in the Quimby Regional, which means I make the tie-breaking decision, and this sucks. <laughs> but we have Field of Dreams up against Rocky Four. We're going to go Tank slash DS, Sam Brady, and Sack Master. Tank, what do you got? Rocky Four is my favorite. I'll go Field of Dreams. I'll go Field of Dreams. Rocky Four. Field of Dreams. Thank God we didn't have to go through that. Field of Dreams makes it to the final four, everybody. Field of Dreams. Love you, Sam. (laughs) All right. In the tank regional, which means he holds the tie-breaking decision. Major League versus Kingpin. Damn. This is a a rough one. This is a rough one. Major League versus Kingpin. This is a big one. Uh Tank, what do you got? Nothing's to, still nothing beats uh, mon- being Munson. I'm going to go with Kingpin. I got to go with the Munson. You, yeah, I don't want to be a Munson on this, but this, I'm going to Kingpin. Wow. I am right with you, Tank. Let's go, Kingpin. Major League is one of the all-time quotable movies. Kingpin is hilarious and great, but I'm going Major League. Major League. Up your butt, Joe Boo. Major League. Thank God. You two started out with Kingpin. I didn't think it was going to make it. Well, you know, the Major only- League doesn't matter. Four to two. But you know, the only reason why I did, I really didn't go with Major League because it's not about the Cleveland Indians. Nobody gives a damn about them. <laughs> well, that was, that was the best part of the movie. Mm. The fact that it was insignificant, irrelevant <laughs> Cleveland. And they were about to move. So in the Diaz Regional, the Sandlot versus White Men Can't Jump. This might be the most difficult Elite Eight matchup that there is. So, Tank, what do you got? Sandlot versus White Men Can't Jump. I got to go with White Men Can't Jump because I'm going to the Sizzler. All right. (laughs) Touch your anorexic malnutrition. Tapeworm having overdose. Gregory behind me and diet drinking ass up. Leave me alone. Wow, Quimby, that was impressive. You knew each single line of that. That was great. Good work. Come on. I am also going white man can't jump. White man can't jump. Sandlot. I enjoy the sandlot. I think it's tad overrated. White man can't jump. Hey, man, give me all your money. Raymond, is that you? <laughs> hey, everybody. The one takeaway from this show, go watch White Man Can't Jump tonight. It's great. <laughs> White Man Can't Jump moves on. 
And then finally, Sack Attack has the tiebreaker in this one. Dodgeball versus Caddyshack. <laughs> uh, this is me. This is just me. This is, it's, it, we knew it was going to get me. Yeah. Where do we get the villains next week? I know, man. Right? I love Caddyshack, but I also love Dodgeball. Uh, I got to go with Caddyshack. I got to I, I got to go with the one that taught me a lot of stuff as a young as a buddy young teenager. <laughs> I got you too. All right, Slash, what do you got? Uh, Caddyshack's the household name, but Dodgeball's just so quotable. I got to go Dodgeball. I got it. I'm with Slash. Dodgeball. Caddyshack, you're great. Dodgeball. To me, this isn't a this isn't even a thing. This is Caddyshack all the way. Dodgeball, true underdog story. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. What do we have? It's well, three to two right now, buddy. Yeah, but it's Sa- 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 the tiebreaker. It's Sa- Sa- region. It's oh, this is Sa- It's Sacks region, and he went dodgeball uh-huh. over dodgeball. That's right. Jesus, God, you guys are nuts. I agree. Grimby, don't don't hate the don't hate the players. Hate the game. The selection committee did not know what they were doing with this, this season. Excuse me. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That line would never have made it in dodgeball. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, man, that could have made it in dodgeball. No, no way. Caddyshack, even though it doesn't matter because Sack's going to pull a dodgeball straight out of his ass. Great. All right, you were supposed <laughs> to say something funny there in return. <laughs> oh, is that is that what you wanted? Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Get in the floor. This is thanks, Zach. Hey, I, I have a, a new show's uh, request or suggestion. Anytime Joe Flacco's name gets mentioned on the show, we, we got to play that. Dun 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 dun. Oh, I thought you were going to say we have to drink. Dude, and then Lord. I'm going to say you can't say drink, drank, or drunk. And, you know, <laughs> We're not well, playing whale's tales here, Quimby. No whale's I'm tales. Sorry, I'm sorry. All right. We have our <laughs> final four, everybody. Okay. We have Field of Dreams going up against Major League. Wow. And White Men Can't Jump going up against Dodgeball. You guys are absolutely outside your mind. Selection committee. For God's sake, Field of Dreams and Major League deserves that Final Four distinction. White men can't jump and dodgeball no effing way. Get this over way. it, Nancy. And it's your opinion is duly noted. It also means go, go uh, you know, you right. rest. So, <laughs> deep as apologies, though. Let's go with this right now as okay. I'm choking up my butt light right now because it went down the wrong pipe. Uh, who put that? Is that you, Sam? You're fired, too. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> all right. So do we want to go? Uh, let's do this. Field just, just you know, no, no, for you jackasses. All right. White men can't jump versus dodgeball. White men can just the final four. Oh, okay. All right. White okay. men can't jump versus dodgeball. I got to go with dodgeball. Oh, boy. He will not be able to see very well with that blindfold on, Cotton. I got to go dodgeball. Ooh. White man can't jump in the Diaz, from the Diaz region. I got to stick with my guns. For the first time ever, I agree with Diaz. What the hell? Hey, White, those, those shorts make your butt look fat. <laughs> dodgeball. 
Yeah, Hold on a second. This is interesting because I'm going white men can't jump. And we have one team in the SAC regional and one team in the Diaz regional. We uh, I think I think we can, should have uh, Bryant Walden is yep, the tiebreaker here. No, 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 no. Rock, paper, scissors. First one in. First one in. Done. Let's, let's play Rochambeau. I'll go first. <laughs> uh, and, and as you guys know, we don't do this sober. White men can't jump. Moves on. All right. So now we have an interesting one. Field of Dreams versus Major League. Field of Dreams, man. Major League. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. I prefer to cry than laugh. Field of Dreams. I prefer to cry and laugh as well. Field of Dreams. Overrated, wow, man. All right, so we do have a Cinderella story here in the final finals of movie March Movie Sports Madness. March Sports Movie Madness. I'm getting drunk. Um, <laughs> You're doing a great job hosting, Quimby. You're doing a great Thanks, job. Thanks, man. I'm trying. I'm trying to stick with it. We have a number one seed that made it. This is Duke. This is North Carolina. All right, Field of Dreams against Loyola, Chicago, Loyola. All right, and the number seed, and the number seven seed in White Men Can't Jump. Field of Dreams versus White Men Can't Jump. I'm going with White Men Can't Jump. Field of Dreams is overrated. I'm going White Men Can't Whoa. Jump. Wow. Uh, I would say if you ask a, a, a Generation Z person to watch both these movies, they're going to say they laughed at White Man Can't Jump and Field of Dreams was kind of boring. White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> Great. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. And we're at a tie again. Dream Hold on. Up. First person, Uh-oh. Andrew, Andrew Hurst. Hurst. Field, of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Andrew Hurst breaks the tie. All right. Good. Field of Dreams deservedly wins. Really? White men can't jump over Field of Dreams? Yeah. You yes. three jackasses. Well, we can't, we can't help it because you guys oh, like to blubber in front of I can't TV. wait to get my douche nozzle comment off my chest on our final segment here on Green Legion Radio. Get to- <laughs> I hope so. I, I hope Green so. Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Brought to you by Bud Light. We've got to take a quick break here. Back for our final segment right after this. Live FM, Philadelphia, brought to you by Bud Light. Back for our last 10-minute segment. And we got a lot to get to in this short amount of time. Everyone, we still haven't done kick-ass or jackass. I think it's a little time for that. Diaz, I believe you set this up today, right? I did. I didn't think we were going to get to it, but I am prepared. This is an NBA trade deadline version of kick-ass or jackass. So um, I'll go through – let's go through five of them just because of the amount of time we got left in this segment. Uh, and we're going to hit some of, this, uh, some of the great ones here. And I might know your answers, but still. Uh, let, let's go. Let, let's start with 2003. I'm curious to see which way you, you guys would go with this one. 2003, Seattle trades Gary Payton, the glove, and Desmond Mason to Milwaukee for Ray Allen, Kevin Ollie, Ronald Murray, and a first-round pick. So who wins that trade? Seattle? Or actually, we're not doing that. Kick-ass or jackass on the Seattle side? I'm going to go kick-ass. I'm going to say jackass. Uh, total jackass. I'm going total jackass. Anything with Gary Payton involved, including a bad New York Knicks coaching movie with Whoopi Goldberg. All right. <laughs> <laughs> was, that, was that the coach? What was that called? 
No, something, something uh, stupid. Something, yeah, even more terrible. But the, the one thing about Gary Payton that always pissed me off is that he just chased titles for the last seven or eight years of his career. Like he was actually going to be enough of a player to get a team over the hump when he was just merely a role player in the last five years. You know, a George Hill. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Well, he, he got traded. George Hill didn't choose to do that. So yeah. what are you going, Jackass? I'm going to uh, kick ass on Seattle. They got Ray Allen out of that deal. That's what I'm and saying. A, and a first-round pick. We're going oh, to have to, oh, yeah. Well, I have to pick. Yeah. I was going to say who wins the trade, but this is kick-ass or jackass, so I have to pick the side. Okay, how about this side here? Let's go to 2004, Detroit. Pistons traded away. I'm going to mess up this name. Zilico Rebraca, Bob Sura, Lindsey Hunter, Chucky Atkins, and a first-round pick. In return, they get Rasheed Wallace. Kick-ass or jackass? Kick-ass. Hold on. No, it goes around. the piston side? Yep. So they got Rasheed uh, Wallace? Yes. Oh, yeah, kick-ass. I think this kick-ass or jackass is jackass. Uh, I have no idea what the hell we're supposed to be saying here. So whoever got Rasheed Wallace, they're kick-ass. It's pretty easy. On yes. the Detroit side, kick ass or jackass sack? Pretty, pretty easy there. Jackass for Detroit. <laughs> jackass for Detroit. No, it was kick ass for Detroit. They won a yeah, title. There you, there you go. They won two titles with him, didn't they? I thought they won. Yeah, they won they one. Won one. one. Uh-huh. one? Yeah. They lost in the finals with uh, who was that? Tayshawn Prince was on that team. Yeah, they, oh, they, they beat the Lakers. Yeah, Rip, Rip Hamilton. Rip Hamilton. Yeah. I I have my own Rasheed Wallace story, if you guys don't mind, because he has a little white spot on his head that he never uh, cared. Yeah. Uh, to blend in, and I used to have that right here on my beard and my goatee, and I was so annoyed that I had a little white spot. I'm like, for God's sake, could you just like spread it out a little bit more so it looks even, and I don't have to use Grecian formula for men. And five years later, I have nothing but white in my. Yeah, I was gonna say, what happened, Quimby? What happened? You just gotta be sixty years old. It's the stress of dealing with asses (laughs) like you. <laughs> okay, here's one. Let's talk about my favorite team, the LOL Knicks. So, Sack, this is the LOL Knicks side. The Knicks in 2011 received Carmelo Anthony. They trade out Wilson Chandler, Danilo Gallinari, Raymond Felton, Timothy Mosgoff, future first round pick, two future seconds, and the right to exchange 2016 first round picks to Denver. Well, it didn't work out for the Knicks, so that's jackass. Wasn't Carmelo supposed to be a free agent after that season? Yes, I was going to get to that. Okay, that's that's why it's jackass. That's terrible. Jackass. Yeah, j- jackass. Complete another. Anytime that a player wants to go to a team in a trade because that's where his girlfriend lives, jackass. It gets even better than that. Carmelo wanted to make sure he had his bird rights in New York so he could sign for the fifth year max. So they did this whole trade, stripped New York bare of players and future picks, and buried the Knicks. What did those future buried. picks turn into? We absolutely buried the Knicks. Buried them. Uh, the, the future first-round pick uh, actually got traded to the Sixers that they used for Dario Sarge. And then the 2016 flip with Denver, Denver got Jamal Murray, who's an, who's an all-star level player. Great job, LOL, Knicks. Here's another one. Let's just stay closer to home here for our beloved Philadelphia 76ers. 2001 trade deadline deal. Sixers get the Kembe Matumbo. The Hawks get Theo oh, Ratliff, no. Pepe Sanchez, Tony Kukoc, and Nazi Muhammad. Kick ass. My name is the Kembe Matumbo. I'm about to come over. Oh, no, no. No, no, no. Not today. Hold Not- on. You sound more like. 
Cookie Monster. <laughs> I do a pretty good Cookie Monster for for the baby, but uh, but kick ass. It was a great trade. Yeah, I felt it was a jackass trade. You, uh, you messed up the chemistry of the entire squad just for one guy who was pretty over the hill. Since uh, we, I was actually searching for a song to end the yeah. end the show with while you guys are doing this. You're talking about the Kimmy Matumbo with that Theo Ratliff trade. Yeah, Theo Ratliff was out for the year. Yeah, you know what? That's it. At the end of the day, I think that move was jackass, and the reason being is. Uh, Dikembe could still not contend with Shaq, and as a result, you know, we just had a really great run and still came in second place is still last place. And unfortunately, I'm sorry. No, I don't. No, 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 no. Hold on. It was false advertising, and I'm still pissed off about that. When when Iverson stepped over Tyron Lue and they won game one, I literally, literally, literally lost my mind. And (laughs) And then it was all downhill from there. I, I didn't lose my mind because I knew the rest of the time they was going to get their ass. By the way, uh, during March Madness, you did see 87-year-old Dikembe Mutombo in the stands. <laughs> so, yeah. anyway. Let's keep, let's keep in mind here, too, that Theo Ratliff was out for the year. They didn't have a center. They went in. They traded pieces to get Dikembe Mutombo, and they made it to the finals. The L.A. Lakers, that was a juggernaut dynasty with two MVPs, Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, let's go down here. Here's and one by the way, in our villain uh, – uh, March Madness uh, bracket. Lex Luthor did beat Juggernaut. <laughs> yes, he did. I'm the Juggernaut. Sorry, bitch. you said Juggernaut. You had to. You had to deal with it. Now. Sorry. Let's, yes. have, let's have a couple of them in here where I'm going to go do the picks first. So, okay, in 2011, Cleveland, uh, uh, the Clippers want to get rid of Baron Davis and his 28 million dollar salary. They ship him to Cleveland. Cleveland gets Baron Davis and uh, you know a, a first round pick that year. Clippers get Mo Williams and Jamari Moon. I love Baron Davis. I'm sorry. I don't know. Was he towards the end of his career, Baron Davis? No. Uh, towards his end, yeah, yeah. Oh, let me tell you this. That spring, they used the first-round pick. It was first overall. Turned into Kyrie Irving. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. I'm going to go uh, kick ass for the Cavs. I don't really care either way. I'm just waiting for Quimby to light into Mary Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Tank, what's up? Uh, it was a uh, uh, kick-ass for the Cleveland, wasn't it? Yeah. It was kick-ass Cleveland. They got Kyrie. T- finally won a title. That's right. Uh, anyway, my turn? Yeah. 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 Let's, let's, let's get through this because I want to rip Mayor Kenny. Yeah, I'm waiting on that. All time. right, well, we're going to take the last one here. But in uh, on March 15, 2012, the, next, the Nets acquired a pass-his-prime Gerald Wallace for a top-three protected first-round pick that turned into Dame Lillard. Uh, bad, bad, bad trade deadline deals for some of these teams that consistently make b- bad trade line deals. Uh, so, uh, Quimby, let's take it away. Let's do uh, some uh, – you, you want to get – you have something to – you got something you want to get off your chest? <laughs> you got something you want to get off your chest? Besides my panel having white men can't jump in the finals uh, of our, I can't our, believe Field of Dreams won. So right. cliche. Uh, it's it's not cliche. It's yes, a fantastic it's, movie. It's white men can't jump at the end gets a little long in the tooth. All right, but Field of Dreams doesn't. Everything that you were wondering about the entire movie in the buildup, you find out at the end, and then they cut it. We don't have to worry about Billy. Oh, Billy, you're so stupid trying to dunk the, dunk the ball. But she won on Jeopardy. Anyway, 
You guys, Green Legion Radio, Fox Sports, The Gambler, 102.5 FM, Philadelphia. Make sure you download the iHeartRadio app so you can listen to all the shows. Baseball Brunch is our next show, and that will be tomorrow, 11 to noon, live on Fox Sports, The Gambler, on behalf of myself. Hollis Tank Thomas, Kyle slash Nunnemaker slash The Gobbler slash Chris Sackmaster and Michael Shut Up Diaz. And, of course, our beautiful intern, Mrs. Sam Brady. Green Legion Radio signing off for this week. 